with us. And not too long ago, we got to put it up. We're so excited about it because it reminds us that we're coming together into this building to worship. And we are excited that today you've decided to tune in to our broadcast to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our prayer this morning is that you will see the great love that Jesus has for you and the great love that we have for you as well this morning as we worship together. We look forward to meeting you and your family and we invite you to be a part of any of our worship services, our activities or ministries here. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, probably the best way to do that is just drop us a line at our email address, alamofirstbaptist at gmail.com. All of it spelled out, just gmail.com, alamofirstbaptist. We look forward this morning to worshiping with you. We pray God's blessings upon you and your family as we go inside now and we worship together. Let's go ring that bell for Jesus.
see, we've got several announcements. Uh, continue praying for Brother Chris and, and Dave and see if he's recovered. Uh, Brother Chris is here watching the mission and waiting to have you back here in the pulpit, especially making all these announcements. The uh, Children's Church, again, that's available for ages three through kindergarten. And if I don't remember that, Mr. Perry, you're going to have to figure it out. I'm going to tell you all you can go to childchurch.com.
So we have a few rolls and two casseroles left for the president to thank the past to pay money for our different uh, projects like uh, mission boosters and things. So we have several rolls in the freezer if someone would like to uh, be in the kitchen afterwards. We'll send you some rolls or you can make a donation to the church and, and uh, get some votes, some little great homemade rolls. So just wanted to let you know about that.
morning. Can you say with me this morning, I'm glad I was in the house of the Lord today. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I, I, I could go home now and feel like I had I had been killed. The music this morning, something, something by God shows up when we show up to worship Jesus. We have set aside this day that we might Worship with one another in the Lord's second way. Um, and I have to be honest with you, I mean, the last time I did this, we were prison time. I don't know if any of y'all remember that or not. COVID was going on, and I got here that morning, and I got told about an hour before my house was due at that time. I got different that morning because there was maybe. Seven of us here this morning. <laughs> this morning there's a whole bunch more here this morning. But I want you to hear this morning. I, I, I've got just a few verses here that I want to get this morning. It has to do with the Lord's Supper. It has to do with what we are going to be partaking of this morning. And the reason why I felt like the Lord had led me to this today is because I, I want us to really to see the importance of what we are about to do this morning. This is probably, other than a person coming to know Jesus Christ as a Lord Savior, is the most sacred thing that the church does as a culture when we come to the table of the Savior. It is something that we do with one another. 
it's, it's, it's nothing the world can comprehend or understand unless they're in the body of Christ. We as being the body of Christ understand that there's a significant importance to what we're doing today. Uh, and if you would like to look with me in the Bible this morning, uh, I want to look at a Luke chapter 23, and verses 7 through 16. This, this is Jesus himself. Instituted the first Lord's Supper. Verse number seven says this, and then the day of unleavened bread came, when the Passover must be given. And he sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat. So they said to him, Where do you want us to prepare? And he said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house for two. Then you shall say to the master of the house, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large furnished upper room. There they bread. So they went and they found it, just as he had said to them, and they prepared the Passover. And when the hour had come, he sat down with the twelve apostles with him. And he said to them, With fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover. For I say to you, I will no longer partake of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Passover. Does it mean a lot to us in the Gentile world? But if you are friends with any of the Jewish race, they will tell you it is a very, very important ceremony that they recognize every year. And at Jesus' particular time, this, this Passover that he was about to celebrate with them was not the very first Passover that he had celebrated with his disciples. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about the fact of the matter is that Jesus celebrated Passover from birth till his death, and he celebrated with numerous people along that time and along that time frame. Jesus also celebrated this Passover feast with his disciples for probably what would consider those first, those three and a half years of his earthly ministry. But there was something different about this Passover. There was significantly something different about this particular Passover. But all the other Passovers that he celebrated, I can't help but think that in Jesus' mind, his mind was going forward to the in particular Passover that he was going to celebrate with his disciples, knowing that it would be the last Passover to be celebrated. Knowing that it would be this last supper to be celebrated. I want you to also think about the fact of the matter when it says that when Jesus was with, with his disciples, with his apostles, the ones that he loved, he was, was included in that picture. The very one who received the betrayal, the very one who received the giving over to those who were ultimately killed, but yet Jesus still showed him the love and the compassion. The Bible tells us that when it came time for the Passover, that when Jesus did, he sent out Peter and John. And what did he do? He sent them out to go prepare the place for where they were about to have their Passover. Now, when Jesus sends them out, Jesus doesn't just tell them that I'm, I'm sending you out blindly. Just find us a place that, you know, that we'll celebrate Passover. Jesus already knew the place in which they were about to Take Passover, and who was about to provide them with that place? Jesus tells them, Peter, and says, When you enter the city, you'll find a man carrying a pitcher of water. Now, that may seem not unusual to you, but in Jewish times, it was very unusual for you to find a man at the well drawing water and gathering a pitcher of water. So that was their number one clue as to who that Jesus was sending them to. You'll find someone doing something out of the ordinary. That you're not accustomed to seeing in the world. You may be here this morning, but you're not a Christian. You've never come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You may not understand what this Lord's Supper is. And you may be experiencing something that you've never understood and you don't clearly understand completely. That's why I want you to understand this morning why it is that we partake of this. Why, why do we do this? Why do we partake of this Lord's Supper? Jesus told his disciples, he says, when you find this man, you take off and you follow him into the house. 
And you ask when you get to the house, you ask the master, tell me and show me where the upper room is at, that I might my teaching and his disciples may prepare to eat the Passover room. Now, I can't help but think that God had not already prepared the master of the house. Because if you read there again where it says that when they came to the house and they found it as it was, that the place was already prepared for them. Now, whether or not he had it prepared to have Passover with his family and his friends, or whether or not God spoke to him, prepared him a place. Absolutely. I need you to prepare him a place. That's what we're asking you to do today. Prepare your be prepared for what you're about to do. Be aware of where it took for this supper to be performed and for this supper to be given at that time. Jesus tells him, he says, Then when you find the place, when he shows you the room, make ready, prepare for us. Then Jesus tells him something. Very unusual because Jesus at times, at times it would seem in his earthly ministry that he he, he was always known to show compassion, but it was always it seemed like that maybe Jesus didn't show as much enthusiasm about things as we would think enthusiastic about things. But in, in verse number fifteen, Jesus tells him, he says, "It is with fervent desire." that I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. If you look up what the word fervent desire means, it says it is a passionate intensity. In other words, Jesus knew that this particular time when he took this supper with him, he was fixing to institute something within the God in the 2,000 years after. So we today, the dead People take the that which Jesus instituted, which Jesus left for the church today. He had a passionate desire to put together the whole disciple. You know what a passionate desire is. You, you know what it is to be anxious for things. And I was thinking this morning, well, this sounds stupid, but I was thinking I'm being fantastic at things. But I'm thinking, you know, things that you are passionate, things that you look forward to. I can remember when I was a kid. And especially at Christmas time. It, it wasn't always so much maybe the presents that I was looking for so much for. You know, I mean, I really looked forward to that. But it was the cooking that was going to be going on. And with my mom's cooking, the best thing I was looking forward to was the homemade chocolate chip cookie. Oh, man. I couldn't wait to get a hold of the chocolate chip cookie. That was the best thing I was looking forward to. Better than the presents? Well, no, probably not that. But as far as something to feed me, I was anticipating mom getting a cookie. And it, they were never better than when she pulled them out of the oven and set them on top of the stove and got one that was still hot. You know what I'm talking about? The chocolate was still dripping off of the end of it. You make a mess. But, oh, man. Put that into the fact that this is what Jesus felt like when he came to this supper. He was so excited. You say, how could he be excited over knowing what was fixing to happen just hours after that? But I want you to know this one. I feel like Jesus was excited. He was excited to know that he was fixing to have this supper with his disciples. You know, I was thinking this morning also. We, we call this supper, and it may sound like, it, why do you call it a supper? But basically all it is is, is bread and, and a little bit of juice. You need to understand something. With the Jewish Passover, it consisted of a meal. There were several courses to that meal. But Jesus only instituted one part of that meal. Because he wanted them to understand what he was about to do. Not only for them, but for all of mankind. Give himself a ransom. He was going to pay the debt. He could not He was willing to give of himself that he might live. He was willing to do what we could not do. And Jesus was looking forward to this supper. 
was looking forward to this particular time when he would gather with his disciples. Let me ask you a question. Do you look forward to coming to church? Do you look forward to coming and assembling in God's house? I, I told the Sunday school class this morning, I said, you know, this is the one place that there should never be heard a disturbing word. This is the one place that there should be nothing but encouragement. Why? Because God, I believe, instructs us to encourage one another, to lift one another, to build one another. That's what we're called to do. And this should be the one place that we get the most. So, yes, should we be excited when it comes to this particular part of the service? Yes, I believe we should wholeheartedly be excited. Why should we be excited? Because Jesus says, I'm not going to partake of this until I can partake of it again with you. Jesus is waiting, anticipating, anxiously waiting again to have this meal again. And not just with his 12 disciples, and, and not with just all the Bible characters that we've read about and we know about, but he's anticipating and having this meal with you. He's anticipating being there at that table with you. And, and do I think that Jesus is going to do just the same? I believe that Jesus will stand and he will break the bread. And he will distribute the bread. And he will give us the cup. And we may break it. Why? Because Jesus says, no, that it might be fulfilled. I'm just foolish enough to believe that when Jesus says something, he will do it. And I believe that's what he means when he says, I will not partake of this again until I partake of it again in my Father's kingdom. But today also is a time that we come to this little second. Then I think also is a time that we also need to examine ourselves as Christians. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians that we do not need to think of this more and more. What is Paul talking about? What is the one thing that separates us from God? It's sin. Don't be foolish enough to think that that sin does not separate you from God. You are a Christian today, but you know as well as I know I live in a sin-cursed world. And, And there are times when sin gets on me, it gets on you, we have problems with it. Will we really have problems when we don't go to the Lord with it? So this particular time is the time when you go to God. It's a time that you examine yourself before you. If there's anything that's not right before you do that, then that's the time to get comfortable. If there's any sin that's keeping you from having that fellowship with you and God, that's the time to be able to. Why is that deacons that they waited for the ticket to come to prepare to serve us this morning? As a church, we don't want to exclude anyone from this supper. But we do ask this. If you're here this morning and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we just simply ask that you pray his hands and let it pass by. We're not doing that in an unloving way, but what we are saying is that if, if you do partake of it, and, and let me be honest with you, we, we don't, we as People sitting here this morning, 
we don't know one another's hearts, so we don't know where you are with God. God is a being partaker that is not trust Jesus to forgive you your sins. It's it's as much as saying is that Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, but I'm not doing the rest of you to be You're simply saying I really don't believe you, but I want others to pray for you. Please don't take it as if you're going to watch you participate. We want you to participate. If you were here this morning, you are believing in Jesus Christ. You're saying to be you get baptized. It doesn't matter what what denomination you may be here visiting. This community is for you also. This is for the body of Christ this morning. And this is what we want you to do. We want you to agree to take this morning. Father, as we come to you this morning, Come to you again, thank you for what you did for us in that cross. Lord, we're amazed at the fact of the matter that you even you knew this was coming, and yet you were so excited about celebrating this particular concept with your disciples. If you say, Lord, I have earnestly desired to do this, Lord, I pray that that's our heart this morning, that we earnestly desire. To partake of this work for knowing that the day will come when we sit down with your table and once again serve purpose. Help us this morning to do what you really do for us. In the beauty of your son. Bless the reason for you.
just a little description of this for you people who are listening. Two layers of top of the cup to flip out the baseboard, and the next layer will be the cup of the cup. As always, the video goes to the board. Anticipate it. Today we will be able to take this simple video down. Jesus, in that night that he was betrayed, he took, he took the bread and he broke it. He distributed amongst his disciples and he said, Take it, for this is my body. Which is broken for you. And likewise, it says, Jesus said that he took the cup. And he said, this is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. This, this is your opportunity, if you don't know the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord Savior this morning. This is the opportunity to where this part of the service is not to come and know him as Lord and Savior. We, we want you to know him as we know him. In a world that has no hope, we have hope. In a world that has no direction, we have direction. Because we have our faith and trust in him. If you're not here this morning, if you're here this morning, you not make a decision. Please come today and make a decision. Would you stand and sing this morning? We pray God's blessings upon you as you worship with us today. If God has led you to make a decision today for Jesus, we would love to hear about it. We invite you to come to our website, cometothecross.net. Our online decision card will allow you to tell us about the decision that you're making. All decisions, all contacts are kept private and are confidential. However, we would be able to pray for you and perhaps I'd even be able to call you and pray with you about what God has led you to do if you so desire. So fill out the form, let us know, and just know that we love you and God loves you, and we're excited that you're taking this first step for God today.